look, we did it. We're here. I'm John Park, and this is John Park's workshop. And we have done it yet again. We have successfully gotten the live stream started. Sorry for the delayed uh, beginning. I had some uh, server errors going on there, trying to, trying to get the stream uh, kicked in the pants a little bit. But it looks like we're good. Uh, so I want to, first of all, who am I talking to, right? You. I'm talking to the audience. Do you want to talk back to me? Well, you can do that. All you got to do is head to Discord to the Adafruit server. That's uh, adafruit.it slash discord and uh we can have a little conversation in fact let me let me check in there uh now in one second uh let's see where'd my discord go i'm gonna put on my glasses hey look here is that's not discord oh look it's it's gotten uh confused is it back no all right let's let's uh reconfigure that it's always something right uh here you are discord you tricked me into thinking you were connected. There, look. Let me try to resend that. It's Discord. And uh, thank you for stopping by. We got C. Grover, Andy Calloway, Mark Gambler, uh, Jim Hendrickson. Thanks so much. Uh, and also, thank you for letting me know. It looks like our uh, audio levels are A-OK. So that's, uh, that's good news. If you want to um, head on over to Discord, by the way, it's not just live broadcast chat. That's just one of many, many channels. We have channels for pet photos, off topic, help with CircuitPython, help with Arduino, help with 3D printing. Uh, there's show and tell channels, help with projects in general. Uh, so please head on over there and, uh, and say hello to, say hi to uh, Maker Melissa. Say hello. That was the word I was looking for. Hello, Maker Melissa, uh, who has escaped the bad air quality. Oh, look, it's Lars. <laughs> uh, Melissa has, has escaped the bad air quality of the West Coast for somewhere a little uh, cleaner, but before she went, she wrote some software for me that I'm going to show uh, today in our project. We've got a purple air air quality display, and I'll explain what all that means in a moment. Uh, but before we do that, let's, uh, let's talk about some things such as the Adafruit job board. Uh, if you head on over to jobs dot adafruit.com this is the sort of thing you might find look at all these uh these new positions that have popped up here since i checked last there is uh someone looking to hire a uh someone for code and equipment for a five led five led arrays with buttons to change patterns for mobile slash wearable uh and that was posted by lightbender in seattle washington paid gig go check it out uh, someone's looking for a Python programmer. There's a wiring schematic needed uh, from the American Speaker Company. Uh, so there's a, a wide variety of positions there. Uh, and if you're interested, it's free for you to go and, and sign up and check those out. It's also free for you to post if you're looking to hire someone. Uh, so go go forth and check that out. It's just at jobs.adafruit.com. Uh, and uh, there you go. There's our help wanted robot. Thank you, Adabot. Ah, I just had a sip of delicious cold brew coffee. Uh, Bud T over in Discord says that they just installed a purple air sensor a few days ago. I'll give you a thumbs up on that. That's very cool. Uh, this was news to me, actually. I didn't know much about purple air until uh, recently when it got very, very smoky here and people started talking about air quality. Uh, we'll talk all about that. Um, but before we do... I've got a product pick of the week I want to mention. So my product pick 
of the week this week is this lovely little LiDAR sensor. It's a, it's a distance sensor that uses a laser diode to stream a little lasery message. And then that message bounces off of stuff and the reflected light comes back. And uh, the uh, delta, the difference in that, and I think the time of flight are checked out um, to determine distance. This one here is good for about 20 millimeter to about a meter or even two meters distance sensing. And then there's uh, another one we have that is uh, for shorter distances. And that works from about five millimeters, I believe, to about 200 millimeters. Um, and uh, you know what I'll do? I've got this show on Tuesdays that uh, started just a few weeks ago. This was our third episode, I think, called JP's Product Pick of the Week. That's JP right there. What's going on with his eyes? Uh, you know what? Let's take a look at a, a little minute-long uh, select from that show. I've got it right here in my hand. This is our lovely little VL53L0X board. But what you'll see is that I've got some pretty responsive range finding going on there with the sensor. There it is right there. That's the VL53L0X distance sensor in the lovely Stemma QT uh, form factor that makes it easy to plug and play, which is my product pick of the week. Hang on, I realized I just said that with the volume down, didn't I? And there goes my audio alert. Thank you, uh, C. Grover. That's the audio alert at work to say, hey, pal, you forgot to turn your mic up again. Uh, what I wanted to say is I've got another video clip, and this one has a, a nicer audio level of that black box uh, sampler slash sequencer being triggered by our uh, Stemma QT laser distance measure. So check this out.
All right, there we go. Uh, and I think I've got my audio problems sorted out. So hopefully that's back for people on Twitch and on Periscope and Facebook, YouTube, all the different places you're watching. Uh, <clears throat> again, apologies. I think it was both me doing something silly and uh, the internet being funny. Anyone notice how funny that internet is? All right, uh, let's see. What else have we got here? You know what? I think this is a uh, excellent time to have a look at the Make Code Minute. All right, so for the Make Code Minute today, what I wanted to do was create a simple color mixer inside of Make Code on the Circuit Playground Express. If you have a look at my Circuit Playground Express here, I've, I've hastily cut out a little piece of LED plastic to cover the LEDs so the camera will pick up the colors nice and saturated. And uh, what you'll see here is when I touch a capacitive pad near one of the LEDs, I'm gonna shoot that color component over to this fourth LED here. And so now I've got uh, blue and red mixing together to form a sort of pinky purpley. And if I click the uh, B button, it sends all the pixels to that color. So now I can mix in some green and red to get yellow. I can even mix uh, all the colors together and get white. So this is kind of a fun way to look at how light color is mixed. Uh, and if we look at how it's built inside of the make code here, you can see I've got, uh, the key thing is three variables here for red, green, and blue values. And when I touch one of those capacitive touchpads, I'm setting the value to 100. This is out of a possible 255, but I didn't want it to be too bright. Uh, so I'm adding a uh, 100 from zero to jump up to 100 for each of these color components. Uh, and then I'm setting the pixel to white just to show that we've touched it. Then I set the pixel back to its own color and I set the fourth pixel to have that value as its color component by breaking it out here with the set pixel color at pixel six to red, green, and blue. Uh, and then when I press the B button, it again takes all those color components and adds them up and places them on every NeoPixel, pauses for a second, and then it restarts it and resets it. Uh, so that's a way that you can create a very fun and simple color mixer inside of MakeCode using the Circuit Playground Express. And that is your MakeCode Minute. All right, now the, uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about is my uh, MakeCode arcade game pick of the week. This is one that I found on Twitter and it is by Logic Lab on Twitter. And the game here is called Monster Truck. Uh, so first of all, let's, uh, let's have a look at Monster Truck in action. I'll go full screen on this and hit reset. It is a Monster Truck jumping game. And the way it works is you press the A button, oops, every time you reach the, uh, a jump where there's one of these little A coins. So you can't jump normally, only when you reach one of those coins, which is a pretty fun mechanic. And you'll see here, if I get far enough, there's some double jumps that you can do. But again, only when there's two of these uh, A's lined up with each other. Oh gosh, oh, here we go. Jump, jump, 
even further. Okay, so I'm going to let it crash here. I didn't jump there, and it lands in the lava. Uh, so really fun gameplay, uh, and this is actually going to be an entry, I believe, in the uh, Traffic Jam Game Jam that the Make Code team is hosting over on Itch.io. Uh, and like I said, I really like that one mechanism of jumping only when you're over those little A uh, tokens. And so if we look at uh, how this is set up, there's going to be a uh, block here that looks for an overlap. It's a, a, a sprite of kind player is overlapping another sprite of kind food, which is the tag that was put onto those coins. Uh, and then if the A button is pressed, the velocity is basically set to negative 100, which shoots you up towards the top. So that's the little uh, jump mechanism. And then it, it uh, after a moment, levels that back out to, to normal when you're not overlapping. Uh, so I thought that was a really fun mechanism, fun game. Go check it out. Uh, that is Monster Truck, and it's by Logic Lab. And that is my Make Code Arcade Game Pick of the Week. Uh, all right, let's have another sip of this. My gosh, I've gone through this coffee really quick here. I'm, I'm thirsty. And I will tell you what. <clears throat> one of the reasons I'm thirsty, I think, is the air quality. It is still kind of dusty here getting better. It's improving. But as you know, there's a lot of fires here on the West Coast in the U.S. Uh, and so with uh, growing concern about this, uh, Lady Ada uh, was talking to me and Melissa and said, hey, why don't you guys do a, uh, an air quality sensor and have a look at purple air. Uh, so I took a look at purple air, so did Melissa. And uh, what purple air is, uh, is a sort of crowdsourced uh, sensor setup for air quality. They have some devices that you can buy, hook up outside or inside, and they measure particulate matter, particularly the PM 2.5, so that's a certain very, very small and smaller size that tends to be bad for you to inhale. Uh, and this um, is a little Wi-Fi enabled device. I think it uses an ESP32. It connects to a server via a local access point, and then it puts your data up. You can make it private, but generally the, the idea here is to make it public, and all of that data goes up on a map. In fact, I'd like to show uh, one of these purple air maps here, and find that window there. Uh, this is purple air. Right now I'm looking at one particular node, but if we zoom out, you'll get a bit of a broader view. This is Los Angeles. You can see we're kind of getting out of danger here, a lot more yellow than we had even a day ago. We were more in the orange and red. Uh, if you head, zoom out a little further and start heading up north in California, you can see where it's terrible. Uh, same with up in Oregon and Washington. So this is what the fires look like. Uh, and so let me head back down to Los Angeles here. Where are you? Whoa, I've gone to Mexico. Here we are. Uh, and I think this was the one I was looking at. So if I click on an individual node, and what you can do is find a node near you. You can also look at averages. But if you find a node near you, uh, you can, uh, let me pop me up there for a second. Hey, talking to you, I'm a talking map. This will give you uh, the air quality index value which I, I believe there are five or six ranges of particulate matter, the PM 2.5 uh, sensing 
data that get cast into these five or six ranges. Uh, and this one right here is considered to be acceptable. We're at 90, which I guess is acceptable. Is that right? Is that what my little display is saying? I've got 89 at moderate right now. Uh, and, and let me show you, what did I just look at? I looked at this right here. So this is the air quality index number that is being uh, grabbed over Wi-Fi by the Metro M4 airlift that I have connected to this display. And I'm using that particular node. So you can, uh, the code that Melissa wrote here, we can pick a node, get its node ID, which is a four or a five digit number from what I can tell. And then there's a JSON file at the end of a URL that will give us all the data we need to display the air quality index uh, as well as one of these phrases. So um, what I wanted to do is look a little, little more at how uh, we're getting this data, what the data looks like. So if I look at uh, that particular node ID right there, 30183, and if I take that, uh, let, me, let me make this view a little smaller here, excuse me for one second. Shrink that down and get that to fit a little better. It's a little better. Sorry if that's a bit hard to read there. I can zoom in a little more. Where'd you go? I'm juggling windows here. There it is. The uh, JSON that comes back is kind of hard to read. So what I did is I took this URL that you can see here. It's purpleair.com slash JSON question mark show equals, and then we have the node ID. Uh, if I put that into a code beautifier here, uh, you can see the data a little nicer. Uh, and there are a lot of different code beautifiers out there. This one's uh, neat because it shows sort of two views of things, the raw data and then this nice tree view, hierarchy view. If I look over here, I can see things like the label. So this one says CCALA.2. So this is probably the Los Angeles Department of Transportation that got this, this uh, meter and put it up. And there's a device location type. So uh, like I said, Purple Air has some for indoor and some for outdoor use. Uh, this is an outdoor one. And the... Um, Things that we care about here are the PM 2.5 value. So you'll see here, there's this value that's returning right now. Uh, let me let me re refresh this. It was at 40.91. Nope. Oh, what have I done? Oh, let me grab. Let me re-grab that URL there. Uh, whoops, let me re-grab that for the code beautifier. That's what I want to do. There we go. Uh, so if we look now, this is dropped down from this morning. It was at 40. Now it's at uh, 24.67 is the number I'm seeing there. I'm going to zoom that in a little bit so you can see it better on the uh, broadcast. Um, and if we now take a look at the code that we're running... I'm going to jump over to Adam. Uh, what you'll see oops, is 
We set up the code with uh, some libraries that bring in, most importantly, the matrix portal, which takes care of a lot of things like getting us on to the, the wireless access point that I'm using, as well as writing to that display. Uh, it's similar to Pi Portal, but this one's Matrix Portal. Uh, and here we go. First, we have a uh, little function that turns the particulate matter uh, 2.5 value into a air quality index value. Uh, and I'll show you that this is actually talking to another uh, function down below. And that will return for us that air quality index. Um, Excuse me, we also have these message transforms. So these are the different phrases, hazardous, very unhealthy, unhealthy, healthy for sensitive groups, moderate and good. Uh, so those we're gonna grab from different ranges of values that we get for the PM 2.5 turned into the air quality index. Um, here's a sensor ID that I'm using. You can see here I've got one from Oregon, one from New York City. So I was just trying out some different ones here. Um, and there's where this URL is formed. So this is the data source that's fed into the matrix portal. Uh, and we're then telling it where the data we want lives inside of the um, JSON file. So it's essentially the JSON file and then the results turned down, little, little uh, hierarchy tree, then zero index, and then the PM 2.5 value. So that's the name of the key that we're looking for the value associated with and that'll give us the, the PM 2.5 value. Uh, then we set up the matrix display with those data uh, locations, uh, set it up for writing text to the screen, and then here's that uh, casting the different uh, cutoff values. So the air quality index 0, 51, 101, 151, 201, 301 are what give us those different word uh, choices that we have scrolling across the bottom. Uh, next we have this one which calculates the API from the particulate matter value. And I asked Melissa about this and she pointed me to a Wikipedia uh, page here that I'll, I'll show you. Uh, where are you? There it is. So this uh, shows you how you compute the air quality index from the high and low input ranges to the high and whole uh, low uh, concentration breakpoints, and that gives us the uh, air quality index. And I think this can vary. Uh, this formula can vary depending on location. Uh, as different countries, I think, will will uh, do this differently. Um, I may have that wrong, but I, I think that was that was what I read in in an article uh, about how this works. Um, there's also some good info on the uh, EPA.gov about particulate particulate matter. And there are a couple that you'll hear about PM10, where the uh, particles are 10 micrometers and smaller. And then there's the much smaller 2.5, which is uh, the main one that we're concerned with. I believe Purple Air does sensors that have both uh, and either or. Uh, but we're, we're looking at these um, 2.5. And uh, if we jump back to our code here, uh, then we have the uh, different breakpoints being computed here, uh, which tells us what to, what to write in the, uh, in the text scroll. And then we're also getting different colors uh, depending. So Melissa made up some colors that, that are sort of appropriate for the level of danger involved. Uh, you, you don't want to see these uh, red, very red ones, ideally. Um, and then this is the main uh, code that runs. So we'll 
do a sensor refresh, which goes out every 30 seconds we have it set up, I believe. Uh, is that right? I think the refresh is every 30 seconds. Or is that the scroll delay? Let me check. Where did that one go? Sorry. Um, refresh period 30. Okay, yeah. So I think we're refreshing it every 30 seconds. I think this might be some old comment about checking every 10 minutes. Um, and then this will head, head out to the, um, to the JSON file there. And in fact, what I'm going to do is show you what that data looks like uh, when it comes back. Oops. Sorry, I, I can't see the output on this terminal right now. So I'm hopefully not getting errors. Okay, so somewhere in the next 30 seconds, I think we should see... Um, the JSON file get returned in sort of a, not, not a nice and neat uh, tree view version of it, but we'll see just the raw uh, info come back um, formatted with the different braces and colons and quotes. And uh, that's what's going to get um, parsed to grab just the, the, the particulate matter index that we care about. Um, let's see. Oh, I'm not connected. <laughs> that's never going to update. So sorry about that. I have my uh, my display over here. Let me plug it into USB so we can see that. So I was thinking, that's strange that we're not seeing any update. And now I know why. Uh, and also, by the way, with, with this display, uh, I think this is the 4 millimeter 128 by 64 display. We can run this type of text pretty well just off of USB. Uh, you don't necessarily need a, uh, a higher amperage. I think even like a 1 amp or 2 amp will work for this kind of thing. Ideally, it's 2.5 uh, amp 5 volt supply, and then you can, you can use bigger supplies, 4 amp or 10 amp, if you're doing um, a lot of pixels at once. But for these kind of simpler text displays, you can get away with uh, something uh, much lower current draw. All right, so I'm going to try to... Connect again. Doesn't want to connect, huh? Unplug the other USB thing I have there. And my camera switcher. There are so many things that want to connect. Nope. All right. Screen. You're connected, right? Let me wiggle some cables here. That's how you know that the demo is live. All right, so I'm going to see if this updates. Uh, wait for my screen. In fact, I'll... Okay, so now it's working. Let me give you the overhead view of this guy for a moment. So you can see that flashing by there. Uh, and now that we're connected, let's try screen dev tty dot u oh yeah <laughs> this is great that i can't see it in here let me let me do it one more time oh boy i really can't type this screen slash dev slash tty dot u tab come on there we go whoo um and what I can do actually is just resave that, which will force a reload. 
Uh, so this is what it looks like when it starts up. It's gonna connect to my uh, access point and now it's retrieving the data. So there you go, that was the um, JSON file, same, same thing that we saw in the web browser. This is the one we care about, PM 2.5 value is 26.04. Uh, and then it does that, um, the, the formula to calculate the air quality index. So it's showing up there, 78. You can see it on my display right there. And then it's picking the appropriate text string for, uh, for that breakpoint, which is this word moderate, which goes by. And then it's also showing us the response um, that we got. I'm not sure why that's a, I think that's giving us a, a pair of the same reading there. I'm not sure what, what causes that. But uh, both of those are the, are the uh, PM 2.5. So that is our project for the week. Um, I'll pop back over to the Discord to see if anyone has any thoughts or questions about it. Um, Kinger North says, I checked the Purple Air map and there's one right across the street from where I live, showing the API to be 33. Hey, that's excellent. Yeah, I, I realized that if you trust that the person who's uh, put one up, who's near you on the map, isn't just hanging it over their barbecue smoker. Uh, you, you, you can kind of coast on someone else's purple air, it seems. Um, and uh, S. Welch asks, anyone know how to roll your own purple air sensor? Uh, I believe Scott just set up something like this. Um, Scott Shawcroft, Tan Newt, I don't know if he's on online today, but he's going to be um, doing a deep dive tomorrow, I believe, on his, his live stream. Uh, and you can ask him there, but he's using one of the uh, little air quality sensors that we sell in the store. In fact, if you head over to uh, Adafruit here, let me bring this up for a second. Uh, let's look at PM. There we go. So there's uh, this PM 2.5 air quality sensor and breadboard adapter kit. There's also this air quality sensor with I squared C. Uh, and there's another one. I'm not actually sure what the differences are on these two. Um, they look very similar, but maybe this one's got a, a different breakout on it. Uh, so you can use those along with a microcontroller to sort of roll your own um, device if you like. So that's a, a definite possibility. Uh, I think those are out of stock right now, but you can get an in-stock alert pick one up. I'm interested in doing that. It'd be, it'd be kind of neat to do a roll your own and then you could um, do, I, I, I'm not so sure you'd be able to get your data up on the purple air. I'm not sure if they're that open, but maybe uh, it's kind of an interesting question. Do they only allow you to use their devices? Probably that because uh, it would be a little hard to, to keep things in, uh, in check if people were building their own hardware to, and writing their own software to put up on their map. Um, so let's see what else. Uh, it has two separate sensors. Oh, okay. Thanks, Bud T. Yeah, that's right. I've, I've, I've looked in the Purple Air. If you look on their site, um, let me bring this, this window up again here. Um, and let me find that window. If you look on Purple Air and look in their shop, uh, that's their sensor. It looks like a PVC cap with a bracket on it and uh, it has two I don't know if those are two identical ones just for redundancy or averaging uh, 
but it looks like this is just 2.5. I don't think it's a it's a 2.5 and a 10 next to each other. Um, let's see, what's the SD? Does this one have both? What makes it SD? No, it's also 2.5. Uh, oh, it has an SD card. Okay, so you can log that one. And then the indoor one, I think has a single sensor inside of it. Uh, so really interesting. Um, this was all news to me. I haven't paid much attention to air quality, and I probably should. Uh, let's see, what else? Let's, uh, let's pop back over the Discord. Um, yes, they're out of stock. Adafruit has the 2.5, and we're out of stock right now. And uh, David GS, will these projects be compatible with Matrix Portal M4? Are all the guides going to be updated? Uh, yes and yes. So I have a couple of the Matrix Portal uh, M4 boards on order. They should be arriving soon. Uh, I will plug them into some of my lovely displays here. In fact, let's, let's show that uh, display, why don't we? Uh, and trying them out and figuring out what, uh, what differences there are. The, um, I believe the Matrix Portal library will take care of everything. If you, if you notice, we're not setting pins and things in the, um, in the code, so I, I believe we're writing to the same pins, and uh, it should be uh, pretty much one-for-one one compatible with, with ones that I've made with the Airlift M4. Um, so I, I will probably do some updates to guides if there are differences or to show pictures of, of both boards. Um, oh, okay. So Peter Moyer, Hukuza Tuna, says PM 2.5 sensor from Adafruit does measure PM 0 0.3, 2.5, 10, etc. The Python library will generate it for you. Uh, purple does not allow non-purple sensors, so you do have to to pay the the uh, $250 to play. So, yeah, and, and I, you know, you have to consider your own time uh, and what you get out of it, but it, it does seem on the surface of it, it is cheaper to roll your own in this case uh, with something like a, uh, a feather that has um, a Wi-Fi breakout and, and one of these PM sensors. You could probably come in a bit cheaper and, of course, get to customize things yourself. Um, Citizen Science Rules. That's right, S. Welch. Okay. Well, thank you all uh, so much, and uh, I appreciate stopping by. I hope that uh, wherever you live, the air quality is improving. Ours has dropped from something in the 180s the other day uh, down to somewhat moderate, 78. So uh, hopefully things get better and uh, you can breathe easier. For Adafruit Industries, I'm John Park. This has been John Park's Workshop, and I will see you next week, both on Tuesday with a new JP's Product Pick of the Week show and on Thursday with my workshop. Both shows are at 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, thank you so much, and I'll see you over on Discord. Bye-bye, everyone.